You are listening to KC Sports Network, proudly presented by Emprise Bank. Coming up, the latest episode of Run It Back. Welcome back to Run It Back, ladies and gentlemen, here on the KCSN. I am your host, Jasmine Halliburton, and none other than with me is John the Shake Rowe, the man who his, has the plan, pretty much all things at Wildcat 91.9, has his own shows on Friday night. John, thank you so much for joining me here today on your very first showing of Run It Back, at least this role. It's great to be here, Jasmine. Uh, we actually moved it to Thursday nights as well. It's it. I, I, I always just gave this joke uh, to many people. It's one of the most fluid schedules and uh, uh, in, in all of in all of mankind. But uh, it's great to be here, Jasmine. Looking forward to talking some K-State sports. Of course. It, everything everything always moves in 91.9 when I'm no longer there. First, your show is now on Thursdays instead of Fridays. Y'all using the union setup that, that has been there literally for years, but we never damn use it until, of course, the year that I leave. But that's neither here or there. I'll eventually get over it. I don't, maybe not. But either way, that's besides the point. We're going to still be talking some K-State sports, starting off, you know, with volleyball. Then we'll have a very special guest, none other than K-State captain Aliyah L. Nagar for K-State soccer, and talk about more K-State soccer matchups coming this week, along with volleyball matchups as well. But first, we do got to start off with volleyball, and it was a rough Saturday all around for K-State sports. First, it was K-State losing to Mizzou in a very just thug fashion with a 61-yard field goal to win the game. Honestly, it's 61 yards. You can't be too bad at that. It's the things that lead up to that that you can be bad at. Let's just, you can leave that at that. And then, of course, with an unfortunate scheduling conflict, K-State volleyball, who played at the same exact time as K-State football, they lost in three straight sets against Rice University. That sucked. Eh, 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 that's like Saturday was just a rough day for, for all the people in purple, or at least the right shade of purple. It's just a rough day, John. But you know, it is what it is. It's sports. Sports, you know, feels great and also feels like the worst thing in the world and you're on the wrong end of things. You know what I mean? But it, it's, sometimes it's your turn and it's your turn. And Saturday was our turn. But starting off with this matchup against Rice, K-State started off, started off well in the set. They started well in the set. They were up, I want to say, about four or five points and then Rice is actually a really good team. Rice is unranked in this matchup. They started out the season ranked, and they, I think they came in, I want to say, what, five and four? Or, or at least, yeah, I know, maybe five and three, five and three in this matchup. And a lot of their losses, they were against ranked opponents. You see, they had losses against 16th ranked Baylor, number five ranked Stanford, and more recently before this K-State matchup and this K-State Invitational when they played LIU as well, Rice did. They lost against number six, Texas. So pretty much, yeah, they were like up there four losses. They had four losses on the season. Three of them came to ranked opponents. That's so this Rice team, they don't suck. Okay. This right, this Rice team does not suck whatsoever. But it was just, it was just a rough, it was a rough game. They they lost in three straight sets. They lost first set 25-15. Then the next two sets were a lot closer. They lost 25-23, then 25-21. And unfortunately, that's been kind of the kind of the theme when K State has played, you know, other Power Five or kind of 
Power Five, you know, Rising and Power Five, they're more like group of six. They just got added into the American Conference. But the most, the two losses, they've only played, they played only those, you know, Power Five schools, you know, Division One schools, them being Rice and Nebraska. Nebraska's number four ranked. Yes, it's Nebraska. (laughs) You know what I mean? You hope for a lot with Nebraska. It would be nice to get a win against Nebraska, but it would suck. Most shocking thing in the world that they, you know, lost to Nebraska, the number four ranked. And of course, Rice. They case they got a lot of wins in this non-conference schedule that they have. They in this non-conference run at I want to say six and four. They've had a lot of nice wins, but none, no really impressive wins because they only the biggest schools that they did play was number four Nebraska and Rice, two previously ranked teams, two very good teams. Not getting me wrong, tournament teams, but the other teams that they played, and that's not their fault. It's just scheduling. There wasn't a really strong schedule, non-conference schedule anyway. But that's just kind of how things worked out, John. It, it, it's kind of like a tale of two teams. And my dad, he, he he was previously one of a former coaches on K-State Volleyball. He always told me, you got to you gotta play the best in order to be the best. And this Rice program, they, they've taken over the Conference USA for the past two to three years. Yeah. They, it's their first year in the American Athletic Conference. And, and by no means is that an easy conference as well because SMU has been making a lot of noise as well. Um, but this Rice program, I mean, they schedule a lot of difficult opponents uh, to bo- to kind of give an additional boost towards their RPI or strength, strength of schedule, um, especially in week one where they came in and swept USC. So by all means, uh, losing losing to Rice, I mean, it, it's nothing, nothing too much to shove a stick about. Um, I guess for one thing, and, and, and going kind of referring to the strength of schedule a little bit, uh, for K-State is, is kind of your, your chances at making the NCAA tournament because... There are probably six teams right now, I believe five or six, who are ranked in the ABCA Top 25. Um, so, yeah, plenty of opportunities to to go uh, to get some big marquee wins in conference play. Um, but looking at the non-conference schedule, you did schedule the likes of Nebraska. You did schedule the likes of Rice, um, Lipscomb, and, and occasional years has been, has been pretty good as well, but um, nothing, nothing that that fully stands out yeah. um, is it, going to be kind of boosting K State's RPI uh, in in regards to that. So, um, and and it's a first year as well for Jason Mansfield. I mean, you got. I mean, you want to start off getting a lot of lot of wins under your belt as well. So, um, we'll see if, in in the years to come how difficult. I mean, is is the coaching staff able to kind of get that schedule up and running a little bit, but. Uh, Nonetheless, it's it's still a pretty good non-conference start for K State. Um, you, uh, what was it? A six and three start um, overall, and uh, it's going to be very interesting to see how the Cats are able to do against the Horn Frogs this upcoming weekend at the Morgan Volleyball Arena. Yeah, and I one thousand percent agree because, like I said, they haven't been able to they haven't been able to win a set against these you know these bigger schools such as Rice and such as Nebraska. Once again, Nebraska number four ranked. That is what that is. And even Rice as well. It just hasn't, they haven't been able to win a set with those things. Obviously, when they play other competition, they've, they've been able to to run through them. I vote Lipscomb. That's the game, in my opinion. They probably should not have lost, but you know, it's always, you always, K State always has one, one game where they lose to someone they probably shouldn't. At every, every sport, every year with, without fail, there's always that one, right? So it's just more so. And the, and the strength is there. Watching these games, watching them do what they do. Like the opportunity is there for them to win these sets because they're a lot of close sets, especially with this uh, this most recently against Rice. The last two sets 
was 25-23, 25-21. In the third set, they were down by as much as, I want to say, like, what, eight, nine? And then they started kind of making a little bit of a run. They had uh, Brenna Schmidt in there. They had Wilson in there. They had a lot of other younger players just like, you know what, let's just see let's just see what we got. You know what I mean? Trying to get things in. They got, and they were able to get it within another four when it was really, really bad for a moment. Of course, the second set, 25-23. And even Rice was had like an 11-0 run in the, it's at some point in that second set. So obviously... The common denominator with this team is that they do not give up whatsoever. It's, you know they do get swept. This sets, they, they just get, they're not getting run off the gym. You know what I mean? They're not getting run off the gym. So obviously this talent is there. It's a new coach, new system. At least in my opinion, I think they're doing really well, but a lot of other teams would be having a new coach. You know, normally when you got a new coach, you got to be prepared to have a couple of down years before things start to really get set in stone. You know what I mean? But I think they're doing a good job trying to figure that out. And they're also trying to, and I've noticed in these non-conference games, they're trying to find somebody who can play next to Aaliyah Carter. Obviously, Aaliyah Carter, she's on the floor. She's going to be on the floor the entire time. She's going to work that left side the entire time. And obviously, of course, she's probably in the best player on this team, one of the best players in the conference and one of the top outside hitters just in the country altogether, right? So I know Coach Mansell, he's trying to find, like, who is that person who can play opposite of Aaliyah Carter? And he's done a lot with... um, Liz Gregorski, of course, transfer from Wisconsin. Wisconsin, a really good program. I think number one ranked at the moment. Then Anaya Carter, Anaya, excuse me, Anaya Clay. She's been really, really good. Kind of like, kind of jumped on the scene a little bit. I'm like, wait a minute, who is this? Kind of her coming out party the last few games as well. And then, of course, Shaylee Myers. I think those three women, that's been kind of where Coach is trying to see who can play opposite of Aaliyah Carter. I know Liz Gregorski, she's had 47 kills in this conference so far. Shaylee Myers had 46. I know they played Liz a little bit on that back line a little bit more than the outside hitter spots, at least more recently in the last few games. Of course, Shaylee Myers, but Nyack Liddy, I know she's probably been the most impressive, but she's had a total of 64 kills to Liz Gregorski's 47 and Shaylee Myers' 46 kills in these non-conference games so far. So I, I still think you probably know transition a lot more with Shaylee Myers and Anaya Clayton kind of mirroring on that outside hitter spot of Aaliyah Carter. And of course, you can use any, any one of those three it's really when you need uh, Leah Carter to get some rest because she played she played a lot. <laughs> she like she's not she's not leaving that floor. She's doing a lot in the back line. She's not leaving that floor. So it's really important to try to find somebody who can mirror her and mirror her strength. You know, especially in regards to the the lineup for K State, you're you're always gonna you'll you always want to have the 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 top dog in in terms of kind of rallying the team together. You want that leader to. To, to, to kind of help rack up some more additional points for K-State. And in the game of volleyball as well, and kind of referring to the runs a little bit against Rice, um, it, it all sort of depends on, on, on the, on the um, set, setup that you have on the court, like what what um, like, uh, what, like um, what, what type of rotation you're going through as well. So you kind of have to put the ro- uh, type of rotations into play because that could really determine uh, whether or not uh, these and uh, these stretches uh, of runs can can occur, and um, you're right. I mean, I mean, there was at one point where K State went on a, a, a what is it? You, what was it, an eight 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 nine run eight oh nine run? Um, yeah. um, so it's just all about the it's just all about keeping the endurance a, 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 a endurance um, kind of up to par a little bit. Uh, and just trying to adapt to to the certain rotation because there's a lot of teams that are able to benefit off of a certain rotation while there are a lot of others that are kind of will be going through several scoring drafts as well. Uh, in regards to the to the uh, 
hitting uh, to be attacked to be attacking or hitting situation. We were kind of going into the year uh, assuming that Sh- that Shaylee Myers was likely going to be kind of, kind of alongside Aaliyah Carter in, in regards to the um, and in regards to the kill and attack production as well. Or but yeah, hitting production is a better way of putting it. Um, but kudos to Jason Mansfield uh, in regards to kind of giving the competition a little bit um, for several of these players because you mentioned it. Anaya Clinton, she's been she's been very impressive lately. Six kills against Rice. Uh, she had, I believe, 28 attacks as well. Um, so just getting more of those players, um, additional competition, just kind of making sure they're, they're going to earn that spot. I think that's one of the uh, greater aspects um, when it comes to coaching. And the same thing applies to football as well, because everybody wants to talk about like, oh, we, we got we got uh, what, what Will Howard at the starting QB. Um, I mean, he's going to he's going to give. Every everybody, I mean, Coach Kleiman's going to give everybody an opportunity to kind of compete for the same spot. It's it's like it, it's it's he wants the parity. He wants to see what what's the best uh, to expect out of all these players. And same thing applies for the volleyball program, and I'm sure that applies uh, for Mike Dabini's soccer squad as well. Yeah, definitely agree. And of course, they got TCU coming up to start conference play. TCU is coming in at seven and four. They played five. Is that yeah? I guess they'll four. I don't know. If it's horns anyway. It's always going to be down. You feel we're, like? we're working on it. We're working on it. It'll, it'll be figured out. It'll be figured out. But they're coming in at seven and four. They've played five power five schools already. They've won three of those five games against those power five schools. Their only two losses are coming in the Big 12, Big 10 challenge against number seven ranked Minnesota. And then, and at that point, number two ranked Wisconsin. So it's another matchup. So once again, another game. You want to see how this K State team will do. Winning a set, you know, kind of. Starting better, a little bit better, because I know a lot of couple times, especially in these games, such as against Nebraska and against Rice, they don't really finish that first set very well. They kind of lose those sets by like nine or ten, and then they start getting a little bit tighter in the second and third set. So if they can come out and win this first set against TCU, it'll be huge following the rest of the match. So before we get into more stuff, we have a very special guest with Aaliyah L. Nagar coming in. Going to ask her a couple questions after a huge and insane goal that she had to tie the game against Cincinnati. We'll get to her. But first, please go to homefieldapparel.com to get you some new K-State gear. The season is already underway in both football, soccer, and volleyball. Please get y'all some new gear. I know y'all need some. And by the way, I do this every other week. Last week, I missed it because my fault. But last week... And this week, we're starting to do with Studio Wax, where you have a K-State female athlete who is doing something super duper dope within the community. And that female athlete will get a $50 gift card to Studio Wax. And so this week's winner is none other than a familiar guest, Jasmine Brown from K-State Soccer. She volunteered in Arizona at a preschool and involved in the Women in Sports Day events that playing soccer with all the kiddos there. So congratulations to Jasmine Brown. And please go to Studio Wax, everybody. Kylie, the owner of Studio Wax, she'll get y'all set up and good to go. We'll be right back with one of that. Thanks for listening to KC Sports Network. Make sure you download our new app. Find it on the App Store or Google Play. Just search KC Sports Network. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. 
Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. All right, welcome back to Running Back here on the Kansas City Sports Network. I have a very, very special guest, none other than K-State Captain Aaliyah L. Nagar. Aaliyah, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you for having me. All right, so Aaliyah, obviously, I talked a little bit about it in that first segment. It was, you guys, we were like 1-0 down against Cincinnati to start, you know, Big 12 Conference. K-State was on this four-game skid. And all of a sudden, there was a foul about 30 yards from the box, and you doing what you do, always taking those set pieces, and just hit a crazy, crazy ball off the far post and into the back of the net to tie this game. And such a, in my opinion, such a huge thing, because coming off of that four games, getting able to get this draw against a really good Cincy team. So please, can you just walk me through that goal for a minute? Yeah. Uh, so at first, I wasn't supposed to take it, actually. We thought it was farther out for more of free kick um instead of like a shooting range one so i was not supposed to take it maddie reichel was supposed to um and then on the bench matt comes up to me and was like hey do you want a shot at this and i was like um i mean i'll take it thinking that it was a free kick still and he was like go take a look at it and see if you want to shoot it because we've been practicing this a lot um in practice and so went over and i was like wow that's a clear view of the back post um i was like let's go for it so uh, at first, um, my teammate Andrew was actually like right in the lane with it, and her player was with her. And I was like, Andrew, scoot over! Like I'm gonna, I'm gonna nail your player in the head if like you don't scoot over. Um, and she was like, We got it. So she ended up going closer to the backside. Um, and just when I went up to hit the ball, I was like, Either I'm gonna hit it like a center back and nail it over, or I'm gonna fall through this thing really hard, and I'm gonna get a very good hit on it and uh so that's what I was hoping for and when I went up right away when I hit the ball I knew that it was going to be a pretty good strike um 
and yeah, it just went the exact place that I was hoping for. So that was really exciting. Um, Pretty so. girl. This was almost this was almost sports center top ten <laughs> that it should have been. Like what? Honestly, where does this rank as like one of your best goals? I know you're like your defender backline. I don't feel how many opportunities you get to actually score a goal, but this has to be up there with it, right? Yeah, this is probably my my best goal. Um, I had won my first spring here um, at Mizzou to tie the game in the last, I think, 10 seconds. Um, that was really cool, but it wasn't like a shot. It was more so like from hard work. Um, so this one was really cool, just being able to shoot the ball. Since, you know, yes, I am a defender, so we don't get as many of those chances. Um, so I'm just happy that my coaches trusted, trusted me that I could do it. So, Yeah. See, I noticed because you take, I think you take a lot of these set pieces. I know I talked to Jasmine Brown a few weeks ago before how you guys, I, it looks like you guys are being more creative as far as your set pieces go. I know against Creighton, I think, I think, uh, see, Karen C kind of touched the ball to quarter list. She held it and then you kicked it and it was that close to going yeah. over the crossbar. And I was, that kind of sat back. I was like, ow. I was like, this is, this is a little different because I was on the sideline for you guys last season. And I was just like, this is just a, a complete difference, at least from from my vision, right? Can you talk to me about how more creative these set pieces are getting for you guys? What's that kind of like, what's that freedom, if there is any freedom of y'all's in your set pieces? Yeah, no, I think we just have um, a lot of people that can hit that kind of ball. Um, not saying in the past that we didn't at all. Um, I think we also did back then, but I think our coaches are also trusting us a little bit more. Um and especially we're great in the air, but attacking free kicks are very hard. Um, it's easier on the defending side because you're facing outward. So it's easier to get the ball out. Um, so it's hard. So hitting those at times, it's kind of risky uh, because that also could turn into a counterattack um, that puts us in a bad position, especially with, yes, Jasmine Brown up there and usually Kenzie Gillespie um, in the box. Those are our two center backs. So I think that, once again, it's just a little bit more of trust and knowing that we have people on this team that are able to hit a very well um, hit ball. So, yeah. Got you. And so, of course, you guys were on this four-game skid, four-game losing streak, unfortunately. And then within that four-game losing to you, I think you guys only generated one goal. And then, of course, Cincinnati scored a goal, I want to say, in the 64th minute, somewhere around that mark. What was what was your guys' mentality after they went out and scored that goal? What is what was because you're the leader of this team? What was the energy trying to be like to make sure that this didn't go down as a five game skit? Yeah, um, I definitely think the right away everyone was like, okay, well, in past games we might have been playing bad and like those goals might have been deserved, but in this game I think we knew that we were performing better than we had in the past and we were like, this is not going to define us. We we didn't get in a huddle at that time because I think we all were like okay let's just pick this up like this is not okay um and before we went out we in the locker room we were like okay like this needs to be a win like not saying Cincinnati was not a good team at all not saying it was going to be an easy game it was just more so like we need to turn a page and start something new with Big 12 um so I just think it was more so like our mentality. We were a lot calmer. Um, and even when that goal happened and we kept playing, the level never went down. Um, so just more so we were just a little bit more calm than we have been in the past. Right. Uh, really nice. Okay, so that kind of leads into my next question because, you know, you're a leader of this team. You're one of the very few seniors on this team who's been, who's been around the block for a little bit. 
What have you kind of learned about yourself being one of the few seniors on this team, being the captain of such a young team? Yeah. Um, I have just learned that, like, the soccer, you're done. It's a 90 minute game. Um, you're going to make a ton of mistakes, and that's okay. Um, I think at times we focus so much on the negatives, and when you do that, you dig yourself in a hole, um, and it's hard to come out of it i mean it's in practice it's different because you're not in a scenario that like is determining like if you're gonna win or not um mm-hmm. so i've just learned basically to just it's okay if a goal happens it like it it sucks but it's okay like we can change at any time um who we want to be um and also with the freshmen i've tried uh, my best to like help them understand that like it's okay it's gonna be scary like this is your first year in um college soccer it's a lot faster it's um scary being out there but just enjoy it like don't forget that we played this game when we were little kids like our younger self is so proud of us um I think that was one of my speeches that I first said at the beginning of the year just know that your younger self is looking and is so proud of you for what you're doing right now um so yeah that's like the biggest thing it's just over time, I've just learned that it's okay to mess up. You don't have to be perfect out there um, and just have fun while you're doing it. So, Honestly, I feel like it's working because I know I, I talked to Coach Matt Smith just last week and I asked him about being like, like having this young team. Bro, there's a lot of really good freshmen on this team. It's like, really like what you're saying, what he's saying. It, it's clearly working because like they're, they're really good. You have Morgan Strumman, you got Joe C's, you have all of them out there and like having a significant impact. And that's just going with the deep bench that you guys have. Like, tell me like, at least about that. Like, did you know like who y'all had back there when like training camp started being like, oh, this is going to be a little bit different. Yeah. Years. Yeah. Um, I would say that. So this year we, it was the first time, um, we came early. So we came three weeks early in the summer. Um, and we did captain's practice three times a week um so I think in those moments um the first practice of course is going to be rocky everyone's a little nervous getting out those nerves but um the second practice I was like wow we have something special we um our last uh one of the year we did a full field 11 v 11 scrimmage and I walked off that field and I was like oh I'm excited for this year um the freshmen add something to us like it's uh at times you're like, wow, that's a big group, uh, and you worry. Uh, yeah. But in this case, I think it worked great for us. Um, we have no, um, not saying there's no room for error, but there's just people that you are fighting for your spot every single day. Um, and I love that. That's good. You need that in a team. Um, and those freshmen helped it. So, yeah, they are awesome. They um, are so bubbly. They are just excited to be there. So it's been awesome having them on the team with us. So where have you kind of seen this team grow the most? Because like I said, you've been there. You're one of the few seniors that's been there the longest. You've been around the block. You, I know you're a transfer from Ohio State, so weren't there like your freshman year all the way up to this point, but you've been around long enough. Where have you kind of seen this team grow overall within the years that you've been there? Yeah. Um, so I would say not that in the past we were not a close team because um, there's 35 of us. It's not You're not always going to be best friends with everyone on the team, and that's mm-hmm. to be expected. Um, but in the past, we had so many different groups that at times, like, we really did not click um, off the field. 
And this year, just something this spring clicked. We were just very close on and off the field. Um, and especially I was an outsider in the spring. I had surgery done, so I was able to see um, how it was from the sidelines. And we were just able to connect better than I've seen here. So I don't know if that's whether we started hanging out more, like more intimately, like with growing those trusting relationships. Mm -hmm. um, but when the freshmen came in, everyone was still super close and we just brought them in. So right away we had team bonding events at people's apartments um, and did like pizza parties, spaghetti night. Um, so I would just say that's the biggest thing. You always say you want like this family environment and that's what you hear during um, like the recruiting process is that, oh, we have this family environment, but it really is not like that everywhere. Um, and yeah. here I truly do believe that that's what it is. So. Is that kind of like a big difference? Like, did you guys have a lot of these pizza parties and spaghetti nights in years past? Or are you just like, no, what? forget this. I'm taking it home. We're having spaghetti on Tuesdays. Like, is that kind of just like you just kind of took control of that? Yeah, no. Um, I think especially with the leadership group in the spring, we wanted to come early. We all wanted everyone to be here because um, it's important. It's important to be with your team and to not start on day one of preseason and have everyone back for the first time. Um so in years past, we would do it at times, not really. We would never really try and plan that much of team uh, bonding. But this year we knew, especially with um, like meeting in uh, our leadership group, we planned on doing all of this stuff. And yeah, it was just really good. We always like a week out in advance, we would text everyone and be like, hey, um, like we're doing a team bonding event, like just like an FYI. So everyone knew about it. So it was a very planned thing, like not in the past where it was just like a random thing, like, oh, hey, like people can come to our apartment if you want to. So cool. Okay. So now I'm moving into the second game of conference play. You guys head to Norman, Oklahoma, think this Thursday at seven on ESPN Plus for those watching who want to watch it. I encourage all that you do. But with this game against OU, I think y'all got the win against them last season, if I'm not mistaken. And I think I recall for sure Jasmine Brown saying she had beef with old girl bringing old Q and what we talked about a couple episodes back. But putting pushing that aside and looking to this OU team, what do you guys have to do to make sure you guys get your first win in conference play so far this season? Yeah, I think we just uh, I especially noticed that this after this past game, just sticking to our game plan. In the past couple of games, we've been so focused because. A lot of the teams have been top 25 teams. I think we freaked ourselves out a bit and we worried so much about them, like, which is important. We need to hear a little bit about like key players and the formation that they're possibly going to play um, and just what their tendencies are as a team. But we almost worried too much about them. And so going into the game, we didn't practice like on things that we needed to practice then. We practiced on things to get us prepared for them. And that's, I think, what we did really well especially this week, um, we worked on what we to work on as a team and what will help us get that win. So just focusing more on ourselves and not just our opponent coming up. So, Okay, good. So it seems that y'all got the set plan. Obviously, I do not want you to give too much. I, you know, I doubt anyone in Norma would be watching this. Don't care either way. I know you got to keep that part sealed, right? But still just knowing that you guys have to play within yourselves and not focusing on like the guys did with the other really good teams that you guys played again. And it just 
didn't turn out to be the result that you guys were hoping though, right? But Aaliyah, I want to thank you so, so much for coming on the show, giving, dropping some knowledge about this team, about your stellar that should have been, sports their top 10 goal, and hopefully more to come this season. Aaliyah, thank you very much. We'll thank be you. right back. Thanks for listening to KC Sports Network. Make sure you download our new app. Find it on the App Store or Google Play. Just search KC Sports Network. We're back with another week of football and DraftKings. Sportsbook is keeping us in on the NFL action with great offers every single game day. New customers can bet $5 and get $200 instantly in bonus bets. Throw five down on any of this week's epic matchups to walk away an instant winner. And DraftKings isn't stopping there. All customers can take advantage of two new offers every game day this September. Football's more fun when you're in on the action. So download the app now and sign up with code KCSN. New customers can bet just $5 to get 200 instantly in bonus bets. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL with code KCSN. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on the behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort. Licensed partner Golden Nugget Lake Charles. 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. See sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms for eligibility, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after ensuance. Eligibility and deposit restrictions do apply. Everybody, welcome back to Run It Back. I am your host, Jasmine Halliburton, and I am joined by a very special guest, none other than John the Shake Grove, whose show comes on Thursdays at Wildcat 91.9. And if you just missed, I had a really, really stellar interview with K-State soccer captain Aliyah Elnagar, who had, in my opinion, a sports center top 10 goal to tie the game up against Cincinnati. And that is a game that me and John will currently talk about because K-State really needed to either win this game or at the very least come out with a draw after a four-game skated, John. And they did just that by getting a 1-1 draw against City Cincinnati with actually two really stellar goals. First goal coming from Laura Zim... I'm so sorry if I butcher this girl's name. But Laura Zimbabwea. And then, of course, she had a really good goal that could have been sports to the top 10 herself. But then me being biased as I am, I do think Aaliyah Elmagar is 30 yards out on a set piece off the post. is even better. But still a game that K-State needed to have, John. I, I, I Well, first of all, I, I completely agree I'll, I'll agree with you. I thought that last goal should have been Sports Center top ten. I mean, what 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 honestly are we doing here? Uh, not not putting that on there. I was a little bit disappointed, but you know what? It is what it is. Um, but this is a big. It's it's a it's a pretty big statement for K State, especially uh, starting off conference play. You know, based on previous years. Uh, besides last year, we made the Big Twelve t- tournament, but uh, K State's had a little bit of a of a of a rough rough start in Big Twelve play. Um, but they held the Bearcats off to the scoreboard. It was the first 63 minutes, I believe. And then uh, I believe the, since the 64th minute, Cincinnati was able to um, get things together. They scored their first goal. It was uh, a 1-0 lead then. And then uh, K-State, I mean, they were pushing. They were pushing really an attack forward when Cincinnati uh, was whistled for a foul roughly around 
around 30 yards from their goal. And then El Nagar, she stepped up over uh, the ball and ripped the thunderous live drive free kick that just that, that, that went past Cincinnati's uh, goalkeeper. What's her name? Anna Anna Rexford. Anna Rexford. I believe that's the goalkeeper's name for Cincinnati. Uh, and it was and it hit right off a right post as well. It was banking into the very back of the net. That was a big goal. Uh, it was her second goal this season, the fourth of her K State career. Um, it, it was it was a big it was a big it was a big moment in the game, especially when considering that it was very uh, very late into the contest. And I think Cincinnati had a last ditch effort by Megan Smith. It was under five minutes to play, but uh, Murphy Sheep's uh, Mur- Murphy Sheep uh, she was able to step up and uh, preserve the draw. So uh, she ended the night as well with six saves. It was it was all around a, a very impressive uh, defensive performance late late into the contest. Yeah, especially I know because I know Murphy Sheep. She had six saves. Most of them weren't necessarily like all that threatening. So most of them came right to her. I know one that I feel like not a lot of people are talking about enough that Cincinnati had a shot in the final like five seconds of the game that Murphy needed to make kind of like a diving like I don't know right handed stretch to kind of keep it out. Even though it's probably an easy save for her, but I know for a second there kind of had me sweating because I was like, please for the love of God, not in the final five seconds of the game. You know what I mean? But it was. All good. It was said what was said, but she did her job in in um in the net, making making sure it was a clean slate after that. Because you know, even though that goal that Cincinnati had in the 64th minute, that was that was gonna be a hard that was gonna be a hard you know save for Murphy because yeah. it was full stretch. It was over her hands. There's not really a whole a whole lot that she could have done about that preventing that goal. It was just a damn good goal. And the same thing goes with Aaliyah's goal off the off the far post into the back of the net. The goalkeeper couldn't do nothing about that. It was just two incredible goals. And if it wasn't for those two things, it, this game could have easily, easily, honestly, been a 0-0 draw because offensively, even though I know Cincinnati had 15 more shots, seven of them were on goal compared to K-State's eight shots, one being on goal. The one shot on goal is all K-State needed to get this draw. But still offensively-wise, Cincinnati had their opportunities, but nothing like overly threatening within the box. That one shot that they did have came from outside the box. Like I said, just a really good goal. But defensively, it was a fair. It was a fairly decent game for them defensively. A lot of the a lot of the play was kind of in that middle in that middle attacking field where they had. I think K State was doing what a four five one. So they had five midfielders in there. That's where that's where the majority of the game was right in the midfield. John. And kind of looking back at several of the past games for K-State and matchups like Nebraska and Oral Roberts, it, it looked as if the, the two teams were kind of going at it uh, on 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 K, K-State side of the field, like where you would kick yeah. uh, towards Murphy Sheep. Um, it, it looked as if all, all a lot of those minutes were being played on, on K-State side of the field. Um, so it was great to see K-State kind of, kind of shift that a little bit more towards midfield and kind of, I mean, kind of moving away from uh, several opportunities for um, Cincinnati to 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 constantly uh, get more opportunities to to shooting. Uh, I mean, to to getting additional goals in there. But um, uh, it, this was this was a big. It, it was a it was a much needed draw for K State. And going back to it, um, I I I thought El Nagar. I mean, what I believe this was her second career game. Uh, it was her game tying second career game tying goal. Um, it just sets up a new record as well. It was for the career game tying goals as well. Um, so shout out to uh, Aliyah El Nagar in regards to that as well. Um, overall, it, it was a it was a much needed draw. Like I just mentioned, 
especially going into Big 12 play because it's not going to get any easier. You're going to have to line up. I mean, you're going to have to go into to the state of Oklahoma for up, a, uh, for up the next two games with the Sooners on Thursday, uh, Cowgirls on Sunday. You also got chipped to TCU as well. Um, I mean, later on, you got number one BYU and Provo as well. So, I mean, by no means this comp. I mean, this con. No, sorry, let me say that again. By no means is this conference able to. Uh, there's no, there's, there's no nights off in the Big Twelve, and we say that with tons of sports, primarily for basketball. But yeah, you got you got plenty of uh, top elite programs in the Big Twelve at this moment. And uh, it's going to be a little bit of a dogfight um, throughout September and October, for that matter, uh, for this K-State soccer squad. But uh, looking forward to seeing uh, what else is there to occur in regards to that. Yeah, and as you were talking about the upcoming games for K-State, of course, going to Orman and Oklahoma State, and then before you know it, you're at number one BYU, right? And that obviously no nights off in the Big 12, like with many other sports. And I think why their non-conference schedule, because that was really, really tough. That four, you know, no, it sucks for K State to have a four game losing streak like that. But, bro, of the three of the three of the four teams that they lost against, three of them were either like raped or tournament teams. Mm-hmm. But, of course, like Vanderbilt is a really good team. I think they were a tournament team last year in Nebraska. Obviously, they weren't raped when they played them, but they were raped afterward and they, they played. Nebraska played like a tournament team. And then, obviously, Memphis came in at 16. And they actually played Memphis really well. They and they unfortunately just went down one one to nil in that game against Memphis. And then of course, uh, sucks. But you know they had they took a loss one two against Oral Roberts when they were up one nothing. So, but still the opportunity of playing those type of teams in the non conference, knowing knowing exactly how tough the Big Twelve is going to be. Because when I talked to Aaliyah and she said like it's we, how they were practicing, how they were playing against you know like Memphis, like Nebraska, they were playing they were playing like for them necessarily they're they're practicing for them and not necessarily practicing for themselves so that makes sense kind of what she was kind of what she was saying like they they were playing within themselves they, they weren't playing k-state soccer they were playing kind of not to lose soccer in a way and that's kind of why they yeah, that's why they played the way they played against nebraska or why the result didn't go their way against memphis and vanderbilt and all that and all that other stuff they were so focused on the name of the team they were playing that's going and that's going to keep going that's really going to keep going. Because like you say, you got Oklahoma, you know, they're at 4-4-1 or at the moment on the season. Oklahoma State has a pretty good program. TCU obviously has a good program. And it's always been a really tough game against Case. KC and TCU has always played each other really tough. Even when TCU has been the top-ranked team in the country, they played each other really tough. And, of course, you know, Baylor, Houston, then going to be at BYU before you know it. So playing these really, really tough teams to start the season, especially as young as they are, and having the amount of freshmen that they play, because, John, you mentioned it kind of how Coach Kleiman does it like, yo, if you're good enough, you're going to play. They're going to give you the opportunity to play, and the freshmen are really stepped up in this tough schedule that they've had. Well, especially uh, and when you look early on in the season, considering several of the results that K-State came away with, you got a 2-0 win over U- a UTSA team that made it to the NCAA tournament. You went into Evanston and played number 18 Northwestern. Uh, that was like the second game of the season, and they took Northwestern all the way to a towards a draw as well, so uh, not only are we just seeing some, I mean, a lot of teams are going to go through some growing pains, and, and maybe K State soccer will see that down the road. Um, maybe possibly during non conference, during non conference in that four game stretch. But um, seeing several of these results um, just kind of shows the, the fight that this young squad has, and 
just shows uh, i mean just shows what's what's possible and, and and seeing what we're and seeing what's being developed right now under mike dabini and the and, and the coaching staff it, it, it looks like they, they really got the the train rolling um and it just overall it it, 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 lo- it looks like um this is not the same K-State team where previously started in 2016 where they were kind of struggling against several mid-majors. They're now pulling off some big results. Again, the draw against Northwestern, they beat UTSA 2-0. to they, they tie Cincinnati in the first conference game of the season. There are a lot of opportunities down the road uh, for this K-State squad this year. And not just that, but the season afterwards. Think about the players that are going to be coming back, so... Um, exciting times for the soccer program. Take it one game at a time. Um, but I'm really liking what I'm seeing out of uh, Mike Debedi and that K-State soccer squad. Yeah, I definitely agree. Because I know in, in with this, kind of sticking with this Cincinnati game, of course, K-State drew 1-1. It's kind of, I don't want to say they were undermanned because I, they have an incredibly deep pitch. But what I did notice, they we didn't see a whole lot of current And I know I talked about her with, uh, with Hannah Whetstone last week about how much of a Think she's a she's a big like in in the like, impactful transfer that we've had. She came from UTSA. She's one of the few seniors on on this squad. How she is offensively, she's always up tempo. She's always trying to push the ball forward, and we didn't get to see a lot of her in this game. She might have been injured. I'm not fully sure. I think when they, I saw her, I think she had a wrist wrapped. I think at some point, so she only paid, played like 35 minutes, and that's the lowest total of minutes she's played like throughout all the season. She's a huge part. She's a huge part offensively on this team because how much she pushes the pace upfield. And, of course, we didn't see Morgan Strutman, the freshman, I think has two goals already on the season. One goal being a really huge goal. I think her second goal of the season where she shot it from, like, 24, 27 yards out, like, blasted it through the back of the net. So she's been really impactful on the offensive side as well. So those are two individuals that we either did not see a lot of because of injury or didn't see at all possibly because of injury with Karen Singh and Morgan Strutman. And them because they had they had a little bit of their offensive woes in that four game stretch of you know them taking losses once again to really really tough competition. Not saying the opportunities weren't there, it's just not as much as we know that they are capable of. But still, them being able to do that because Andrew Moeller, she came in, she had her first career start, and she was a spark offensively that they needed on that right side, John. So knowing just that's just kind of shows you how deep it was. You had Karen Singh who wasn't in there a whole lot. 30 point, 35 total minutes, and then Morgan Strutton was gone. Then you had Andrew Moeller getting her first start of the season. I think this is, might have been her first game of the season, I think, looking at her minutes, because I feel like I haven't heard her name a whole lot, a whole lot if, I, if at all, this past season. But though she came in, got her first start coming up on that right side, and she was pressing the ball forward. That just kind of shows you the, even more depth on this K-State team. And I think for the most part, if they're just able to avoid the mental errors and um, – just overall come come with perfect execution and they're able to kind of combine all those things it's just a matter now of getting the group of group of getting the team uh additional experience and like you mentioned jasmine the the, the competition k-state played throughout the not throughout the non-conference slate has been uh very impressive and the results that we've seen from k-state uh maybe i mean besides several games but um Several like early on, especially in, in the slate, it, it looked very, very impressive. Very impressive, um, and hopefully, there, there's a lot this soccer team can take away from from several of these games. And as and uh, I, I do recall a little bit like there's been several opportunities here and there where K State it was just like right there, like they could could have just gotten gone with uh, one capitalizing 
uh, shot towards towards the back of the net. Um, just a little bit mis misexecuted or mistimed um, several moments. But um, I, I think um, they they responded they responded a lot faster than anticipated for this matchup against Cincinnati. Um, I think it's I think that's a big step in the direction as well. And um, it, it 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 just uh, I think just kind of summarizing things up a little bit. It's um, they're just you know, they're getting they're at the point where now we're very able to get to the equalizer. Now it's just kind of building on top of that and seeing what you can uh, what you can go go from there, where you can go from there. Yeah, definitely agree. And of course, up next they are going to Norman, Oklahoma, who is at a a record of four four and one. And that will be in Norman on Thursday at 7 p.m. on ESPN Plus. Oklahoma coming off a tough loss to Omaha, losing one to two. So both teams trying to improve. Still, even though K-State was able to get the job, both teams are trying to improve on from their last game. So please don't forget to tune into that soccer game. That will be at 7. And then, of course, once again, scheduling conflicts. K-State volleyball will also be playing on Thursday. That game will be at 6.30 when they take on their first Big 12 opponent of the season NTCU Orange Frogs down and also Sooners down on a wagon down. I don't know how it goes. Everybody has it. For their for their traditions, they I think it's like they always have a saying is like there's only one Oklahoma. Um, I don't know. I mean, you just probably be pointing down or whatnot. I don't know. I don't leave that up to the more creative folks on on how to do that. But John, thank you very, very much for joining me on today's show. And thanks to Aaliyah L. Nagar for joining me today. Also, Jasmine Brown being our Studio Wax winner. She gets a free $50 gift card to Studio Wax. So congratulations to her. And thank you guys for tuning in to Run It Back. We'll be right back next week. See y'all then. Thank you for listening to KC Sports Network. We appreciate your support. Don't forget to hit that follow button and leave us a review if you like what you heard. You can find all six of our channels covering the Chiefs, Royals, Sporting KC, and the KC Current, plus KU, K-State, or Mizzou by searching KCSN wherever you listen to podcasts. We're also on YouTube. Entertain. Educate. Inform. KC Sports Network.